Friday was an interesting day. Uh, a friend of mine works at a church in Paris. And when I heard the news, I, I immediately went online and just kept checking. And finally, she checked in that she had gone to Dublin, Ireland for the weekend to see a friend. And I was thankful. But so many others didn't receive that same news. In the midst of tragedy and in the midst of a world where brokenness and sin happens, what are we supposed to do? This friend, Alyssa, often our conversations at seminary would be about how we can't control others. We can only control ourselves. We can only control who we are. And I think that is the response that we need to remember. That who we are is important. On social media, it seems like every site now says, tell us about you. Job applications, school applications, who are you? When we first meet people, who are you? What do we say? How do we define ourselves? Somewhere along the way for me, I think I discovered that the truest about me statement I can say is that I am a continuous work in progress. And I like it. And I, in Isaiah, is this Beautiful illustration of God as a potter. Working at the wheel and that we are the clay. That we are the work of God's hands. Clay is, you know, a substance that you can shape into so many different things. The potter can turn clay into a showpiece. Something just for looks. But then the next second, as the wheel's still turning, the potter can start over. And he can turn it into a mug or a bowl or something that's used every day. It's all at the hands of the potter. What is formed? The clay that we are is our character. It's our heart. It's our soul. It's who others know us to be. That is the clay that Isaiah spoke about. The clay that God wants to take into his hands and shape. in Paul's letters again and again is this is this statement. If Jesus is your savior, then be molded into the image of that risen savior. Don't be like this world. 
be changed, be molded, be transformed. But the easy thing that we do often, especially when we look at what happened in Paris or Beirut or Baghdad, we look at what happens in our own city, in our own country, and we just throw up our hands and say, God, we are broken, we are sinful. That is who your people are. That's, that's the easy thing for us to do. And it's so, it's what we do, right? We're broken, we're sinful, throw our hands up. Sorry, God. And it's true, we are broken, we are sinful. But there is a deeper truth We have a deeper truth. We have the truth of God coming into a broken world and choosing to become broken, choosing to die only to rise again. So that we would be made clean, so that we would be forgiven. That is our deeper truth. But this passage from Hebrews goes further than that. It touches on the fact that we are forgiven. But we have to claim our forgiveness. We have to claim the fact That God has said, I am offering you a clean slate. I am offering you love. I am offering you grace. We have to claim it. But again, we say, I'm too broken. I can't do it. I'm just going to screw up. If you read Philippians 2, there's this beautiful promise that it is God who is at work in us, that God wants to be at work in us because God isn't done with us. But so often we seem to be done with ourselves. We seem to think so little of ourselves. Because we know that we're going to screw up. We know it. But God is offering us, if we're willing to try, the chance to be something more. If we're willing to try. God wants to mold us into something. God wants to take us and make us something more than we could ever imagine. When we live in this broken world, but 
we have to be willing to say and to believe that, that God is bigger than our sin. That God is bigger than our brokenness. We have to be willing to believe that God actually wants to work in us. That God came and died for each of us individually and rose for each of us individually. We have to be willing to think that we are worthy. But so often we don't really think that of ourselves. We think, we think about our brokenness and it's, and it's too much. But it's, John Wesley, who started the movement that would become the Methodist Church, he he saw brokenness and he acknowledged brokenness. But he also had this idea that a lot of people laughed at called Christian perfection. Anyone in here heard of Christian perfection? Yeah. That's a belief by the Methodist Church, Christian perfection. It's this belief that you can love God and love your neighbor with all that you are. John Wesley firmly believed based on scripture that if you set your gaze upon Christ, that you could achieve it. Now near the end of his life, he said, I, I didn't get there. And he was, he was a little sad about that. But the thing is, he didn't stop trying. He knew that he was clay, and he just wanted to be in the potter's hands. He would screw up. He'd get back up, reset his focus, and keep walking. But we live in a world that reminds us continually that we're broken, that we're sinful. Why think you can be anything more? Well, maybe because scripture says that's who we are. That we're created to be something so much more. We're clay to be molded. And John Wesley, as he was striving for this Christian perfection, this idea that he could love God and love his neighbor with all that he was, he chose to surround himself with fellow believers on that same journey with people who, who also wanted to try to love God and to love neighbor with all that they were. He didn't just surround himself with people who said, I believe in Jesus, 
but it's not going to show in how I live. He found himself a group of believers who wanted to try. Who wanted to try to show that they had been marked by the blood of the Lamb. He found people he could be honest with when he was struggling, when he had doubts, when he had questions. He found himself fellow believers that would encourage him and who would challenge him because he knew he needed them if he was going to do this. If he was going to choose to believe those scripture verses that talked about how God is greater than sin and that we can overcome it in this life. Romans. He wanted to believe with all he was that in the midst of brokenness, in the face of brokenness, that he could be that reflection of Christ because that's where he wanted his gaze to be. Just as John Wesley needed others, and this was a group of mainly pastors, we need each other. (coughs) We need each other in this journey. If we want to follow Christ, if we want to set our gaze upon someone, upon the one who said that, who said that we have been made clean, that we have been made holy, that we have been claimed, then we have to have each other. And we have to be able to encourage one another, to challenge one another, We have to be able to say to one another, God has made you. God has redeemed you. God has not and will never give up on you. God has claimed you for his own. Set your eyes upon him and try today with your life to say, God is bigger than sin. God is bigger than brokenness. And I am going to be God's vessel today. We need each other. Last week, we at St. Matthew's, we celebrated and we remembered God's offering we remembered the fact that God did come and God died and God rose again so that we would be forgiven, so that we would be given life and grace. And it's an offering that only requires our acceptance. It only requires us saying, Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. That's all the offering requires. 
But the thing is, if Jesus is our Lord, can we continue to throw up our hands and say that sin is too big? Can we continue to throw up our hands and say we are too weak? Or will we choose to try? Will we choose to encourage one another, to challenge one another? Say, I can be something more I can be clay in the potter's hands. My name is Erin, and I'm a continuous work in progress. And I won't have it any other way because I never want to stop trying. Even when I think that we are just too broken, I never want to stop trying. I never want any of us to stop trying. So we need each other. God's offering has been made. We have been claimed. We have been made clean. So what will our response be? If you'll please pray with me. Lord, you have made us, you have claimed us, and you have decided that we are more than so often we think of ourselves, that we are able to show the world who you are in the face of tragedy and in the everyday life, you are able to work in us and through us so others may know who you are. Lord, help us be assured. Help us to try and help us to keep our gaze upon the one who claimed us with his death and resurrection. We pray all these things in your son's name. Amen.